Good morning. Uh, well, good afternoon, listeners. Sorry, it's five after twelve. Yes, and once again, I'm live. Let me turn the music off. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from the Florida Keys. It, it's a beautiful Monday, lower humidity. This is the perfect weather down here. It's in the lower eighties. Could get to like eighty-five. It's just wonderful, wonderful weather. Not not too breezy. Very sunny. You're going to have to wear some protection down here. But, and uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed myself today. I got my little routine done where I have, when I have a day off, I go, I'd like to get up early, go to the gym, uh, do some housework until like noon, and then start doing what I really, you know, something for myself, and that's doing this, podcasting. And I thank you for listening or downloading eventually. I know I do it live. And if I don't tell people ahead of time that it's live, that people aren't ready for it. But the, my reasoning behind doing it live is there's no going back. There's no pausing. There's no self-editing. I just worry about if I get really good with that and I've learning, I learned how to edit, that I will hold back some of my statements and I don't know if that's and I, I don't think I'm I don't I don't think I'm truthful so truthful that I hurt sometimes but I do know I piss off people I was talking to a friend I was comparing a recent uh, big name in, in the last four years in in, uh, in current events and I was comparing him to some horrible person years ago and I said well the comparison is in magnitude but I have a feeling that there a lot of the things they have were similar a lot of the qualities and they just lost the message from the comparison and I don't even want to talk because it's kind of controversial so I don't don't want to say it it's not controversial that it wasn't racist or anything like that but just some people didn't just wouldn't like it and it takes away when some people don't like it that much it takes away from the argument so there's probably better arguments to be made right there's better mark arguments to be made and me trying to shock someone with a comparison probably wasn't the best way and i'm sorry for leaving leaving you like that yesterday i unexpectedly had off i found out saturday night i won't go into details it was the whole rest, restaurant was shut down for a day so there was nothing I could do about it. Um, there was a possibility we could have opened yesterday on Sunday, but I was ready for normal time, you know, to get up and jump in the shower and get ready for work. It was one of my doubles. And I'm going to be truthful with your listeners. I was looking forward. It, was, it would have been wonderful. I was thinking, well, it works out for me that we were off yesterday. First of all, my daughter was on a trip to Naples, Florida with some friends. So the wife was left at home. And when we woke up, we decided to go to the beach. The beach. You know, it's funny. We're, we're approximately 200 yards from the water here on, on either side, either the Florida Bay or the Atlantic Ocean. We are within 200 yards but to get to a really good beach 
to get to a really decent beach, I believe, on the ocean side, we have to go about 50 miles south to Marathon, which we did, which is not a bad ride. I mean, the ride itself, the just driving the distance is scenic. It's beautiful. There's these bridges overlooking Florida Bay and the Atlantic, and it's just a, it was a beautiful day, partly uh, partly cloudy. We, there was a lot of sun. You know, there was a ton of sun. So we were driving down, and we got to see all the beautiful sights. You never get tired of seeing the turquoise ocean and the deep blue bay on either side. And you see some boats out there. You see people fishing off the bridges. It's just beautiful this time of year without the commotion or the concentration of people here and stuff like that. I love visitors. That's where I make my money. But when I'm out on the roads, I don't like traveling when it's really busy down here. Call me crazy, right? I don't like doing that. So we uh, we got up, we packed lightly. I said, you know, listen, we're gonna not going to pack a lot of food or anything. We're going to go and grab some breakfast on the way, a late breakfast, and then some food on the way back. Because half this trip was just journey, right? It was just enjoying the journey. So we enjoyed the beautiful ride. The wife and I were playing some summer music. It was it was a pick. It was a Spotify playlist called Summer Hits 1990s, and it was it was fun. It was nice. It was beautiful, and we're just enjoying the ride down. And in Marathon, there's a a diner. And it's probably not, it may not be the best restaurant. It's just a regular diner, but I love it. It's called the Wooden Spoon. And being away from the Northeast or the Mid-Atlantic and things like that, there's some food items I miss. And some of them were, you, you could still get some of them down here. And at the Wooden Spoon, you definitely can get it. So I ordered cream chip beef on toast and Scrapple. If you don't know what Scrapple is, I don't really want to tell you because it kind of ruins your appetite when you think about it. It's a regional, I hesitate to say this, it's a regional delicacy from my neck of the woods. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's scraps. It's scraps of from meat processing and they make it into a seasoned frozen loaf of gelatinous animal product, which you put a little flour on and then you kind of and fry it. And that's it. And cream chip beef is dried beef with a milk flour preparation with it. And you put it on, you know, with the, when you have dried beef, it's salted down normally. So you have it, it's salty a little. And you put it on toast. I love that stuff. And the technical term, I, I, I don't put the explicit on anymore, but I figure I can get away with saying it's called. The term term for it in the Navy was shit on the shingle. And what they use in uh, diner parlance is SOS, shit on the shingle. And it, it doesn't taste like that. I think it's delicious. But it's certainly not for everyone. So we stopped there and it was we got in there around close to 12 o'clock, right? And it was crowded at the diner. Don't you know when we leave, there's like six people there. There were like 
40 people there when we got in there. They were finishing late breakfast, and we were the early lunch, late, late, late breakfast people. So sit at the counter, order our food. We have get up, talk, chit-chat with the guy on the grill because they had the guy behind the grill there and the two servers, and we're talking about how much we like the place and and we're from Key Largo and things like that. So we get back in and go to Sombrero Beach. So right in the Sombrero... Sombrero Beach, right in the heart of Marathon, there's a sign that says Sombrero Beach. You make a left. It's one of the few natural beaches in the Keys. I don't even I don't even know if it's called natural. And I don't know why it's called Sombrero Beach, other than I could say antidotally, if you look at the shape of it, and I posted a picture on the episode uh, cover. On this, so because I always post, I can post a picture, and normally it's just the keys bartender, you know, looking at life through the shot glass, right? Well, I put a picture of some Barrow Beach today, that day, yesterday, and it, I guess because the edges it curves, it's like a, a wide W, which kind of looks like a sombrero, a wide W, because the edges of it kind of scoop in, go up to a point, and then it goes down again, scoops in and come, comes out from the point and kind of shaped like a sombrero. I guess that's the best thing for me to describe it or like a wide W, right? So we get to the beach and there's public part. It's a public beach. They have nice facilities there. They have either end of the beach. It's not a huge beach. It's maybe... Gosh, I don't even want to describe it. Maybe 400, 500 yards long, the length of the beach. Yeah, about, I'd have to say about 500 yards from tip to tip. And on one end, they have, uh, either end, they have facilities with shower, you know, with the outside showers and, and the bathrooms and stuff like that, which, uh, which is a godsend down here because obviously because of all the sun and like any beach you have to put on lotion and stuff like that and it sucks getting in your car when you all have that stuff on you, right? So we go to the beach. There's people, a decent amount of people had the same idea and we packed light. We packed a little beach umbrella, two chairs, really not beach chairs, I have to say. They come more like camping chairs. We got to invest in some beach chairs. A little cooler for water and club soda. Water. Water. I almost said water. And we got there and it was just lovely. And the nice thing about the beach down here, uh, it's a, you know, it's a sandy beach. You, you walk out there and a lot of times around here, because we're a coral island, you're walking on rock. And the rock, some of the rocks are uncomfortable to walk on because it's, the, the keys are remnants of another coral reef. And you go further out, and then we have another one. So, but we ha- we're protected. The, most of the keys are protected by a reef. And so, as is Sombrero Beach. And there's no waves. There's no way. I mean, you see, there is a rhythm to the ocean coming in and stuff like that, but there's virtually no waves. It's not flat, but, you know, you could pretty much put one of those remote-controlled boats out there without it getting all smashed up. Yeah, and the water temperature was, it wasn't bath water type. It finally started cooling off. I don't know if it was a breeze or something like that. You can get in, and it was cooler. And the, the, the ambient air temperature was great, too. 
So it's just beautiful. And me being fair, fair skin, just like my wife, we, you know, we use a lot of protection. We try to use, I use the umbrella and things like that. I mean, I still get, I still get some color, but I'm just trying not to get that thing you see so many people down here as if they forget how close they are to the sun. The harmful rays of the sun, I guess it is. People just seem to be oblivious to it. Where, and that could just ruin a day for me. So we go there, we're hanging out in the water. It's it's beautiful, it's great for swimming, floating. I like floating on my back and stuff like that. It's just gorgeous. And people bring their dogs there. They, there was families and they got their they got their they're setting up tents and things like that. There's a party at one of the public gazebos they have. They have another one where someone set up their hammocks and looked like they were smoking a little weed. I know not necessarily family thing, but they do have medical marijuana down here, so don't be surprised. But it was just a beautiful day at the beach, and it's so nice. When you're not expecting, I I don't necessarily like thinking about where I'm going too much other than how I'm going to get there, what I'm going to do when I get there, and where I'm going to stay when I get there, if it's going to be overnight, right? But if you're going on a day trip, it really doesn't matter. And if the journey is half the enjoyment of it, meaning the scenery that we saw was beautiful, even if it had poured when we got there, I would have had a great time just driving down there and driving back if if it had turned out. But we stayed down there for about three hours. And while I was down there, there was a new young lady I work with, Dominique, and I'm sitting on the beach and I see this wo- woman walking. It's a small beach. When I say it's 500 yards long, but it's only about, at most, maybe 30 yards wide from the dunes out. So... She comes walking by, and I, I, I said to her, I saw the sunglasses, Dominique, she goes, yeah. I said, you were supposed to work tonight. She goes, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, okay, you had the same idea. It's amazing. You know, like I said, we're 50 miles. How many t- places do you go 50 miles someplace, and you run into people you know? I guess the smaller population, more likely it is. But... We had a choice. We can go up to Miami, go to the beaches there, and the beaches is big beaches, and it's just a pain in the ass parking. You got to, you know, a quarter mile, maybe a half mile, depending on where you got the parking, carrying your shit, going back. You know, if you need to get something in car, go someplace. It's not not the same. Going to small beach, Sombrero Beach is just wonderful. And if I had a larger a larger audience, maybe I'd be careful about what I say about that, trying to keep it a secret. Because it really doesn't, really doesn't do much for us or anybody else to have an overcrowded beach in the marathon. It's not going to drive tourism anymore. Because people that the nice thing about the Keys right now, the people that come down here are here for the water sports, meaning not necessarily laying on the beach. Laying on the beach, you go to Miami, you go to Fort Lauderdale, and things like that. This is something that the locals like to have because there are no beaches unless you go up. For them, for the people, marathon it's a hundred miles. Or if there's some beaches down in Key West. I've never really checked them out. There's some of them have that coral bottom when you're walking through. So 
It was wonderful. And on the way back, we stopped at Savannah Sweets, I think. Sweet Savannah. And it's an ice cream shop. And they have the homemade ice cream and baked goods. And we had, Abby and I had ice cream. And then we stopped at a really nice pizza. Uh, I think it's called Bayside Gourmet in Almorada. And they had an excellent pizza. And we picked it up for our daughter who was coming back from Naples. Who seemed kind of disappointed that we were going on a trip when she wasn't there. Even though she was just going to be home for two hours without us. But there was no, there's nothing like an unforeseen day off. And I had that right before my normal days off of Monday and Tuesday. And I still have to do. So I was able to take care of my business. I normally take care of like lawn stuff on days I work because so I don't have to work on the days I'm off. Hmm. Let me see how that works out. That's what I always think. I, I, you know, the less I, the more I do on my days I work, the less I have to do on my days off so I can, so I can enjoy it. That's my reasoning for that. Right? You don't have to agree with it. It's just everyone has their own tactics. Some people like to do all their work on their day off and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I like, when I'm off sometimes, I like not, I, I enjoy the peace of mind that comes with doing nothing. It's wasting my time. And I guess working out at the gym and mowing the lawn and, you know, spraying for pests outside and edging, edging the lawn. That may sound like not doing anything, but if you, anytime you can get your stuff done by one o'clock. It's pretty sweet. And I'm here to talk to you. One of the things I wanted to talk about, other than my just personal travels and things like that, was courtesies. You think about the history of human existence, where courtesies could have, I mean, just a thought a thought experiment. How do courtesies develop? When man first started, if you believe, this is only for people that believe that man evolved. Because if you believe that you woke up and they had a rule book and all that stuff, then okay, then you'll say, oh, well, God gave us everything and told us how to be courteous and stuff. Well, I don't necessarily... That's not one of the things I, I believe there could be a God and all that stuff, but I'm suggesting that it wasn't one of these days where they woke up and there was a book and they knew how to read and all that stuff. There was incremental changes. At the beginning, I don't believe there was a courtship, much of a courtship ritual between females and males among our ancestors. I think it was more akin to a, a violent encounter where that happened and then family groups started developing and then inside the family groups that developed there you know you had clans bigger families then you had tribes it took thousands of years you had hunter it was hunter gatherers and i'm wondered that who was the first person to say why why don't you take the first bite of the woolly mammoth that we all worked or did they just do it themselves and say, I'm the strongest, I'm going, to take, I'm going to eat first? Or did someone say, well, why don't we feed the people that are less likely to, you know, the more timid, 
you know, they, it started developing these courtesies. Since there were no doorways, you know, there probably was like a cave entrance to a cave. They may say, oh, well, after you. You know, when you go into a dark cave, it may not have been a courtesy in the beginning. It could be just because we want you to go in first because there could be a, a bear in there. And if you let the person go in first, you can hear the bear attack that person. And that could have been the development. It's just, well, you always let someone go through the door first because they're your, your bait. And then it developed to holding the door and say, oh, you can go in there. It's safe. It's a house. You know? Maybe not necessarily a castle because, you know, you could be invading a castle and you might be going to another night and says, oh, why don't you go in first? There could be archers and hot oil and stuff like that. But all these things where the in the Middle Ages or even in ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient civil, ancient China, these courtesies developed the way people developed, how they saw people other than themselves, how you treated family members. You probably extended to family first and then to strangers. And then this notion probably with Christianity and then the Middle Ages, there was this um, chivalry. And it was a whole belief system behind courtesies on how to behave properly, even though it was a very brutal time. It was a very, very brutal time. You had people that, the wealthy people had uh, the resources to arm themselves and protect themselves with, let's say, plate armor. And then they go out for fun and bash each other with blunt weapons and joust. And then you had the people, the, the peasants who would be the foot soldiers who who they ride around and bash all the time while they were protected inside their metal skins until Welsh bowmen came about with the longbow being able to pierce that armor. You know, it was very easy to be chivalric or courtesy, you know, be this thing, a guy where you lay your cape across the puddle so the lady didn't have to step into the puddle. But I imagine courtesies had a long and the meaning behind them probably weren't just niceness in the beginning. Waiting for your host to sit down and eat first maybe came about from people a time when people were poisoned frequently. And the person that had to host the dinner control of the kitchen was most likely to be the one that could poison them. So you wait for them to eat first or drink from a goblet. And then people didn't really worry about, probably didn't worry about having their own vessels to drink from because they'd rather drink from someone else's because they know, well, this person drank from it and I'm able to do that. So I'm able to do that and see that they're not poisoned. But opening the door, pulling a seat back for uh, someone to sit standing. When when I was younger, I w- it was... There was all these behaviors you think about that you don't think about that often. Like when you go into a house of worship or a house, you would take your hat off. When you walk into a place of roof, when when you were presented with someone of the female persuasion, you would take your hat off to them. 
as a sign of courtesy or stand when they a woman entered the room or table i i did a signing last week and they were very nice people and i was sitting there doing a signing and i was being introduced to the the wife of the uh, there was a husband and wife signing when the wife came in I stood and then the, the mother came in and I stood it's just old habits and signs of respect especially when you're in someone else's house to thank them to offer them water offer them some kind of refreshment but the thing that brought this about today was Abby and I are leaving the gym we went to the gym together and as we're leaving the gym is attached to the hospital. And there was a young man with his mother. When I say young man, he looked to be about 13 years old. Maybe could have been 14 or 12, whatever. We're walking out, going down the stairs. There's only two flights of stairs. It's a small hospital, regional hospital. And he's holding the door for it. He's waiting for us. And I was going to hold the door so we'd go. And he, he waited till I walked through the door. And I thanked him. I said, thank you very much. And let him walk down with his mom. And then his mom came down. His mom's holding the door. And we just remarked and said, thank you. Your son your son is very polite. He was a thank you, young man, and all that stuff. Uh, we just brought that. And you don't see that very often anymore. The thing where people go out of their way. If you're in front of the door and you're holding the door and someone's behind you, Especially the way things are nowadays with people worrying about touching things and then stop you know, washing their hands. If I have the door open and someone's coming up behind me, I'm holding the door so I say, you don't have to touch the door now. I have it. That's the main thing. I'm not just being nice. I'm trying to be... Well, I am trying to be nice. It's a courtesy. It's a development. The courtesy is always... Or it's excusing yourself, watching your language, which... I really do have to do that at the, the gym. At the gym. Not at the gym. At the bar. Watching my language. There's, But we have people that come in and assist to bring their children to the bar. And I said, listen, the bar has kind of a R, sometimes NC-17. Rarely NC-17, but it definitely has an R quality to the conversation. So, and people say, well, why would that happen? Well, it's a bar. It's, a ta- it's close to a tap room. And years ago, the courtesies or traditions was women wouldn't go to a tap room because of the, co- the type of coarse language that would occur and some of the behaviors would occur. But nowadays, I guess things have to change. They say, listen, okay, we've got to watch. We say, do throw the F note around a lot. Oh, I'm going to say hello to my wife, even though because I'm doing a live thing, she doesn't quite understand. Hello, honey. Hello. Hello, hon. Okay. I'm on, I'm doing a podcast right now. We're on the air. Okay, baby. I love you too. Bye. Bye, baby. I guess that was a courtesy too because I just wanted her to know that I was on the air. And then you could probably surmise from my other conversation that she was telling, it was an informative phone call. 
it was informative. So we had everything. I still so so the cursing part. I don't think people. Sometimes people get really. You can see that they get really upset when they hear certain language, but. I try to explain to them it's just words because there's people that don't use the words that are very violent. There was a time where people were very devout but very violent. Right? So, courtesy is just a way of behaving. Courtesy, manners, chivalry, And there are people that may not seem to have manners or may not seem to have abundance of courtesies that they dispense. But they doesn't mean that they're not really nice people. Remember, the Nazis were very polite, if you think. They wore very nice clothes. And they were, you always seen... They were they could be talking in a lot of courtesies until right before they decided that you needed to be exterminated. That that part where they that's where the courtesies ended. And you see in the movies always so so often. Sometimes they show courtesies and sometimes they don't. So I would have to call a little BS on courtesies sometimes and manners because some people are despicable. The way they do things. Just because you're polite around older people doesn't mean that you have the right to be rude to younger people. Or to be chauvinistic to a, a, a woman. And things like that. It's just that it's a courtesy, if it's not linked to a standard of living, is kind of empty. Just those behaviors, just like they had this chivalric, uh, it's a code of chivalry or whatever stuff the knights were supposed to adhere to. But they could kill somebody. They were allowed to kill people, which is one of the, I think, number one courtesies is not killing someone or chopping off their head. Right? That would be, and people say, well, you know, it's an honor of a woman. And what if the woman wasn't that honorable? You still have to kill another guy just for that? I think there's a movie out about that where there's questions about the person's intentions and they got to fight over their honor and all that stuff. Honor killings. Bullshit. Total bullshit. So, I want to end with uh, talking about when we get... Are in another month or two, we're going to be get, getting back in the swing of things when we're talking about business-wise and uh, tourist season. And then we start getting people coming in with all different walks of life and all different belief systems. And a lot sometimes they really don't mind sharing their belief systems with the bartender, me. And... If they have a crazy one, I will manufacture one. I had a fellow that comes in and eventually have him on the air so you can get a little of his belief system. He's certain of everything he says. He's absolutely certain about everything he says. That it's a fact. That the world's flat. 
you know that all you have to do is practice. You know, take a ball, um, take a uh, basketball, and pour water on it. See that water does not stay on a basketball, so it can't stay on it. Yeah, that's his reasoning there, and he calls us sheep and all this stuff, and says it. And if you make, if if I go and make up my story, he says, "Why do you make up something like that? Why do you why do you make fun of my what I say? Why do you just do it?" I said, "Well, if you're allowed to spout." That I can come up with my stuff with the same amount of scientific background as you. So, I can tell the story of a traveling salesman who one day comes across somebody and he starts talking to them and they start telling them the secrets of the world and everything, deep wisdom starts imparting deep wisdom on the traveling salesman. And this person says, well, how, how did it come so fortunate to be imparted this wisdom by this person? And this person says, I'm not just a person. I am a higher being. And you're the only one that can see me. And I'm going to tell you all the secrets. But you're going to have to go and tell everyone else about the secrets. But tell it in stories. You know, and some of them are kind of ridiculous. You won't be able to eat spam or chicken on Sunday or Saturday or whatever day. You that day or that day of the week is for you to honor me. We want you to do that. We want you to honor me. And then every so often I'll give you some new rules about how you should treat women how you should marry, how many people you can marry, what kind of sexual acts are acceptable and not acceptable. Uh, about, I, I'll, I'll, I incorporate most of the things on the golden rules, being kind to your neighbor and things like that, except when it's someone that doesn't agree with you, then that's an apostate, an apostate. Someone that's, uh, that denies everything I say, they're, they they are doomed. Now, you shouldn't be the one that correct them, but if you have to, you have to. You know? And, and don't t- listen to anybody else's. They may come up with a weird thing. They may call it science or a fact. There's no such thing as fact. There's only truths that you get through me. And I am the truth in the way. Not the other thing. Not the things that can be repeatable. Not, not experiments. Being able to establish that when you do these certain steps and procedures, you can repeat the result exactly. You're just going to have to take my word for it. It sounds impossible. Just take my word for it. Because I have a fabulous vacation property. That everyone that follows me will be invited to. And it's unlimited in size and unlimited in the amenities that it offers. And everyone's invited. Except, you know, let's say there's only 1,244 that are invited. Or 1,441. Whatever. There's that many people. And they get the highest level of treatment. And then the rest of them get a little lower. But 
tell them that not everyone in the 1,441 have been selected yet. So you want to still tell them that they can believe that they may be one of them. And you're going to run into other people that know other wise uh, wise people. And they're going to start suggesting that their wise person is the person to follow. Which they're sadly wrong. Now, I, I'll say I incorporate everyone previous to me. As long as they kind of somewhat fall in line with some of the things okay but I'm the latest version and that merchant will go out and say or the traveling salesman will go out and say well I know the true believer and I'm going to get as many believers for them and that's my job and eventually maybe we have to develop some kind of priesthood to administer the rights of our beliefs and we codify things and do all these things. But it's certain, it's the truth. And anybody denies the truth, they're going to spend the rest of their lives or the eternity in a bad place. I could tell this story to my friend and say, listen, doesn't that sound ridiculous? That you'll never get to see that person that took, made up these rules until you're dead. But... Have faith because the person told you that. They have no proof. Oh, the proof. Yeah, there is proof. But you're just really going to have to accept their word. And this other person, a scientist, said, well, I have these things. I can repeat this. Uh, I can repeat these steps and get this result. I can show you. Well, you don't have to show me. I got this guy told me this. That's not true. So that's that's what I deal with sometimes. People that don't look at facts and they say, "Well, no, I know the truth in a way." I don't you don't need to tell me your science mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Think about what mumbo jumbo is. So I hear that all the time about People. I just care about the babies. Blah, 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 blah. All some bullshit here and there. Well, I don't know why I divulged or went diverged into that, but I do appreciate you for listening. Thank you for listening to the show. I will be back tomorrow doing another episode. Man, I just drank some coffee and I'm feeling so tired. Um, if you have any questions for me, please send them to Jim at keysbartender.com. Uh, please share this episode with your friends, like us, send us a review. I will talk to you later. Bye.